1: five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey and Craig and we are very excited because the playoffs are here for essentially for the best time of the year. One day the Kyajos will be in the playoffs. Today is not that, <laughs> that far, day but we are very excited to be joined by someone who knows a lot about the landscape of the playoffs because he's a national reporter for the NHL for ESPN. Ryan Clark, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to, I guess, getting to know you and, and, and Petey, um, the guy who looks like one of the Brady Bunch members that's sitting next to you. I have oh. no idea who that is, other than like, he loves pets more than Bob Barker. But no, excited <laughs> to be here. Oh, here wow.
3: it is. And all here true, is. by the way. He does
2: it. I didn't think that. it. like I, okay. I, he's definitely more of a
3: Bobby. Like the smaller guy getting into well, Michigan
2: absolutely
3: than a Greg. Uh, sorry oh about the audio,
1: by the way. Sorry, we just had a bit of an audio glitch, but it's fixed. So hopefully you could kind of vaguely hear us. Um, but now you can hear us. Oh, we're better we are, for Our mics for bad. It's okay. That's a, it's a Sunday. We're all it's a little uh, yeah off our off. off our game
4: ryan thanks for being here I, it's funny that i don't have a nickname for you after all this time but it, i guess in the nhl we just call you clarky because that's the easiest way to do it is there a better nickname for you i should i be calling you something else
2: uh, ryan's fine uh you know it's kind of that joke that Shaq made his mama named him ron so i'm gonna call him ron um no it's wild because everyone's like clarky and it's funny because like nicknames are supposed to shorten it and Adding extra lighters to Clarky makes <laughs> it longer. So whatever, it makes no difference. That's such a
3: hockey thing to do. We talk about it all the time. Worst hockey, they like add an E R or a Y.
4: It's it's, t- it's lazy. It's, yeah, there's no creativity. At all PD. Hockey nicknames.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, should we should we dive into should it? We dive well, in anyway?
4: Yeah, we are here to preview the Eastern Conference playoffs with Ryan, which some course. are saying is the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but I, mean, I tell you what, the there's some really good teams
3: in the West right now. The regular now too.
1: season in the East was insane. I'm ex- yes, extremely was. excited to see how things shake out. Um, I've I've been oh. trying to prep my predictions. I have no clue. I feel like there could be some upsets, um, but I'll let Craig lead off on our questioning.
4: Before we get into the Eastern Conference, I want to drop a couple questions on you. And I'm actually I've been polling a bunch of executives and coaches and players to get their thoughts on this. I'm going to have something else on this on Monday, but. Before we get started, are you in favor of the play-in round that we had a few years ago? And if so, would you do it NBA style with only a couple extra teams in and then go, you know, as they do 7 through 10? Or would you go back to that NHL format where we had 12 teams from each conference in the playoffs?
2: If you're the league, you would probably want to go with what the NBA has done just because when you look at how tight the margins were this season in both conferences, it would make for really interesting uh environments i mean you think about what the sabers would be like in a playoff setting especially with how have well no idea but that's music
4: to play. sean's ears it's music to sean's ears. <laughs> buffalo He's native behind the <laughs> go ahead i mean he he loves you now
2: <laughs> <laughs> good to know by all no seriousness a team like that you'd have been interested by the pittsburgh mm-hmm. penguins would have been another interesting team in the east and so that's examples right there whereas if you look at the western conference If you're the Calgary Flames, scoring has been an issue this whole season, but they're not the only team in the West that's had problems scoring. I mean, the Winnipeg Jets have been dealing with that all season. The Minnesota Wild, they're not the most prolific team, but they play a structure in which you know, it allows them to excel defensively. And so you would see examples of that. But again, it's not something you'd want to widen out too much because you think about that bubble year. It made sense because there was so much time left in the regular season. You didn't know what was going to happen. And we saw that this year with Florida. At one point, people thought like, are the Florida Panthers out of it? Could the Ottawa Senators maybe be closer or the Buffalo Sabres? And then you saw how it ended. So, if you did that sort of NBA style, it seems like that's the one that would make sense. You get to expand, expand the playoffs, you get to maybe add those teams that were short by a point, which we see every year, but also then there's this, it doesn't muddy the waters for those teams that were honestly lottery teams, because that's something that, again, if you're the league, as much as you wanna talk about competitive balance for those teams that are lottery teams, that's how they eventually get to that competitive Is frankly, through the lottery.
1: Um, Speaking of just playoff format, another one that at least I miss specifically is seeding one through eight by conference. Um, Do you like that better than what we have right now with the wild card um, or seeding the entire NHL one through 16?
2: That's a hard one to answer just because if you look at this year alone, and we'll get to this later in the show. But Craig and I joked about this yesterday. There's a team in the Eastern Conference that has more than a hundred points that went all in at the deadline and you're not getting out the first round. Yeah. If you're a fan of that team, whatever team that might be, you want to see the system get changed. You want to burn it all into the ground. But if you're the neutral, it just gives you an appreciation for Christ winning in this league is hard, which it's like, yes, of course it is. In terms of like a personal preference, honestly, not sure if there is one. I mean, maybe, maybe the one through 16 just because that would be mm. sort wow. of an interesting dynamic
1: mm-hmm. because again
2: if you're if you're this league and, and here's the reality that this league the nba the nfl the nh like major league baseball every including college football is facing you're trying to find ways to make this sport more interesting because the way you've done things like, well, yes, it keeps the traditionalist. When you look at the numbers, especially among millennials and Gen Z, which as a millennial, Lee, I'm assuming you're net millennial Gen Z like line. Like if you look at it, our generation, we don't watch sports like that. Older generations do. And a lot of that is for a bunch of different reasons, like from the college level, for some people, it could be they feel no sense to alma mater because they paid their money, they got the education, they moved on, or they don't like sports or whatever the case might be. And then you see that trickle up or down, depending on how you look at it with pro sports. And so if you're these leagues, you want to try to find as many different ways as possible to get people engaged. Like you even hear friends joke, like, why don't they do promotion and relegation in professional sports? Which if you did, that'd be interesting but would that be chaotic for a bunch of different reasons? So it seems like with these formats, it's whatever the league chooses. You hope that if, if it's the format that they think is the best one, it's the one that keeps the people most engaged. And right now it seems like people are engaged because it's the playoffs.
4: Yeah. I'd be fascinated to see the one sixteen thing because you're crossing over conferences. Then you, you could have potentially a series between Boston and LA, which creates crazy travel issues. You'd have to factor that in to the schedule so that, Some teams, you know, like if there's like a Jersey Rangers series and then there's a Boston L.A. series, you got to factor in for those teams. But it's also fascinating to think about if you just seeded them one through 16. That would definitely draw people's interest. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
3: No, I I think the travel is the biggest issue. I like the one through eight for your individual conferences, but I think there's got to be a way to make this. 82 games is a long, arduous season, and it has to mean more. you got the Devils and the Rangers going head-to-head, and one of them, is, as you said, is going to be out. Yep. I, I think the one through eight has some merit, and I, I, I don't know about the play-ins yet. We'll have to talk about that more, But, but this is the hardest trophy in sports to win. The Stanley Cup is more physically challenging than any of the other major sports. It's really, really hard to win. So I guess if you got to beat everybody anyway. Might as well start trying to
4: play <laughs> them in the first round, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Is that, we're going to ask you this anyway, but is that the most compelling storyline then for you in the Eastern Conference is that overarching reality that one of these teams that, as you said, went all in, topped 100 points, is still going to be out?
2: There's a couple. I mean, that's one of them just because, again, we're looking at what these teams are we're able to move on from to make it happen. Look, it wasn't that long ago. We were talking about the Rangers and, and the letter and people wondered, well, how long until that letter turns into reality? And now we've seen what that reality is. It's just a matter of like, what's it going to look like going forward? Because with the Rangers, you look at those young players, it's been the crux of what they've done. But at the same time, here's the thing about really good young players, you're going to have to pay them. And so some of these deals that they've been able to make now, they're not going to be able to make two three four years down the road i mean maybe they can if there's a third party buyer that's willing to broker but at the same time will you have the assets to make that work or will another team who was in the position that you were in not that long ago be able to one will they be able to be the ones who have that strength to do it so that's one of them another one is this and it seems like we don't talk about it enough like yes we talk about boston and understandably so because it's this goliath of a season but we've still yet to see anyone figure out the Tampa Bay lightning in the Eastern conference. I mean, (laughs) ever since 2018, 19, which that's the other interesting part about Boston, which we'll get to later is the lightning had that super team in 18, 19. It looked like they were a juggernaut. That was just going to walk over everyone. They lose to Columbus in the first round and at least all these questions. And then ever since then, the only question has been how long will it take them to get back to the cup final? And if it's not for Colorado last year, we could be asking another question of, where do they rank among the all-time dynasties and in some ways again post-montreal canadians you could be having that conversation now about what the lightning have built and so to see what happens in that first round matchup with them in toronto is going to be absolutely fascinating but another one is really going to be what happens with a team like the carolina hurricanes because that's another team that we've seen build and build and build and you think about it they check all the boxes in terms of offensive metrics defensive metrics they've got depth everywhere they've got goaltending I mean the goaltending so good they have Peter Kachekov in the minors that they that a lot of teams would love to have so if you're looking at three storylines probably those would be the three
1: aside Um, from the obvious of Boston yeah 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 (laughs) um I just kind of going on that note I'm curious what is the best series for you in the Eastern Conference kind of the one you're you're circling
2: Leafs lightning because there is so much at play <laughs> without giving too much away, which I keep saying that, but yet clearly we know where this conversation's going, but it would probably be that one just because again, with the lightning, they are the standard in the Eastern conference. Really, they're the standard in the NHL. Yes, the Avs won the cup, but when you look at what teams are doing in this league in terms of trying to build through the draft in terms of trying to find these gems that are these undrafted players. That one day you look up and you go, where did this come from? What did this team see that no one else did? The Lightning have been sort of the leader in that department. And and, and, and not only that, but it's, just, it's not just the way they draft. It's the fact that they can hit on picks beyond the first round. Whereas if you look at Toronto Maple Leafs, I mean, they went all in this postseason in terms of just what they did at the deadline. You think about some of the contracts that are up. Some of the players, they have to resign. Some of the players, they have to let go. What happens with management? I mean, we just saw in Pittsburgh that if you don't get things done, they will move on from you. We just saw in Anaheim that even though like you have a coach that's in a situation where, okay, in some ways, Anaheim's in its desired place of maybe being in a lottery spot. They felt it was time to go in another direction. And same thing with Columbus. So what really happens in Toronto if they don't win in the first round? That's Mm. a massive question.
1: Yeah. And just on that note, like, what do you think? What do you personally think happens? And obviously like there was all this talk last season, but I think because Toronto took it to seven games with Tampa and it was really so close, it could have gone either way. Maybe there was a little bit more wiggle room, breathing room for, for the coaching staff and the GM, but what happens this year? And let's just say it's the exact same situation. It's set. They take them to seven. They lose. What happens if they can't get past Tampa this year?
2: If you're MLSC, then you really might have to have a serious conversation about, is this the best group for you to lead this franchise going forward? Because that's another year in which you've been ousted. Now, on one hand, yes, we just finished talking about the lightning and explaining how hard it is to win, especially when there's this brooding juggernaut sitting in Tampa, Florida, that no one in the East has seen to figure out. But yet, if you're the team that figures it out, and then you're able to keep going, then why would you break that up? But in terms of if you're the Leafs and what you want to do, I mean, you're trying to make a decision that you think is going to help you later down the road just because when you look at Cap Friendly, which just I have off to another screen. So if I look away, this is why. I mean, you think about what they've got coming up. I mean, Kerfoot's going to be a UFA, Camp O'Reilly, Noel Chari, Justin Hull. I mean, you've got to figure out what you're going to do in net with Ilya Samsonov. He's an RFA, but the year he's having, what kind of money are you looking at there? Then, of course, there's the big one of who has one more year left on their deal after this season with Austin Matthews. Mm -hmm. And right now, if you're the Leafs, it's like if you don't win in this round, it seems like maybe you have to start asking questions, not just about management, coaching, but what does this roster look like in terms of what is the best way for you to, to go? And so in terms of what happens if they don't get out the first round, Leah, it seems like there's so many questions you can answer. If they get out of the first round, of course, the natural inclination to ask is, is this the team that could win the East? Because, you know, look, they just, they knocked off Baywolf or Grundle, depending on how you look at that analogy, <laughs> but it's more than just, can you beat Tampa? It's, can you win in the second round? Can you get to the conference final? Can you get to the cup final? So again, I know that's not the strongest answer, but the reality is we just don't know because so many things could happen.
3: And the biggest problem for me with Toronto is they knew what their biggest need over the summer was, in my opinion, was their goaltending. It's been a problem in that franchise, and they thought it was a problem with Frederick Anderson, and they moved on year after year. It was Jack Campbell. And now they go to an older Matt Murray who hasn't had success since Pittsburgh, and now he's not playing. And and so for me, I I question the management's, their biggest need was goaltending. Did they address it? Samsonov has been good. Can he do it in the playoffs? Well, it'll be interesting to follow that team because they have to be, Tampa or yeah. I think they're gone and I don't know if they can do it I keep going back to the goaltending I think the hotter of the teams going into the playoffs is Toronto this year and I think that bodes well for the Maple Leafs
2: well before we continue if I may AP, like that's the thing about goaltending is and we could do a podcast off that alone but let's take two teams for example there's the Washington Capitals that when you look at it between them and the Penguins in terms of who drafts and develops goalies that go to the NHL the Washington Capitals have done a lot. I mean, you think about it with what they've done with Sam Sonoff, Philip Grubauer, Braden Holby is yep. another one. Michael Neuver is another one. Simeon Varlamov is another one. And again, Pittsburgh, we talk about it with Fleury, Jerry, uh, Murray, the um, Smith. I mean, again, like we've, we've seen so many examples of this, but then you look at a team like, let's say the Colorado Avalanche where like one of the under-discussed things with the Az is third straight playoff appearance, Third straight different starting goalie. Went from Philip Grubauer to Darcy Kemper to now Alexander Georgiev. And the reality is, it's just trying to find ways to make it work with a goaltender. Like, that's the million dollar question because, I mean, Craig and I've talked about this too. You think about 2000, 2000, the Islanders took Rick DiPietro over the first round pick the Rangers yeah. take Henrik Lundqvist with a seventh. Oops. And we saw how that turned out. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily oops. It's just more, it's so unpredictable. You just don't, you know. Just don't know. I mean, it took Jack Campbell a while yeah. to figure it out. Whereas if you're someone like Ilya Sorokin, Igor Shesterkin, like it's almost like within day one, day two, day three, all of a sudden you're this juggernaut. So again, it's just, it is so hard to predict.
4: It's almost like you should go to Russia to find your goalies. And I think you wrote about that
2: recently. (laughs) Hypothetically, potentially, yes. But in all seriousness, I mean, it's kind of much like quarterbacks and not being funny, but the three of you live in a city where that's been the big question for that franchise is can they find a quarterback it's been that way since jake Plummer and since kurt warner and carson palmer and how does he know Tyler football too how do
3: guys do that what is it with you writers guys? E- we, <laughs> we, but you guys know everything. everything at some
2: point Like you guys know everything how does he know
3: that i <laughs> struggle to know the stuff i read about every day real that's amazing ryan this sounds like a good place for an ad break <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, we let Ryan know before the show. This is a very relaxed atmosphere and clearly because PD and Craig are both drinking um, and Cr- PD, of course, going with the sun's brew. Yeah, well, sun's playoff day. Yeah. So sun's brew is a must. Sun's brew was a must. Is Four a must. Peaks. I was Wh- the
3: sun's brew? It's actually really good. Okay. What are you it's drinking? It's a light lager. It's good right here.
1: Holmberg bound yeah. by four peaks. Wow. Yeah, it's a little
3: it's heavier. Red. It's, a, it's this a, this is a red, red it's a red ale and it's this good. It's good. Oh,
1: just be okay. good with a lemon. As soon as tip off comes, I'm going to be drinking four peaks and definitely grab some before the game tonight at five o'clock. They don't have that in Seattle either. Yeah, no, sorry,
2: but I'm drinking a 2023 invisible, really light. You don't feel it at all. Fantastic.
1: Oh man. And we're just about a week and a half away from the NFL Draft on april 27th and the best place to take that in is at the four peaks H street pub you can register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of beer specials uh, johnny and bo will be broadcasting live from four peaks for the cardinals draft show so be sure to check that out if you want to drink you got to be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly but you don't have to be 21 to swing by the H street pub because they have amazing food as well uh, but if you can't, ma- if you don't live in Arizona and you want to take all this in from out of state, um, including watching the Suns, watching the draft, uh, check out Fubo TV because they have pretty much everything. They have 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV. From any device, you can watch most Arizona sports. It's the lowest price. And uh, like we said, draft coming up, Suns playoffs are on. So it's the best time to sign up for Fubo. You can watch the Suns on Valley Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right.
4: Okay, we're going to come out of this break with, uh, with your hot take on this because that's what I'm all about. You know that I'm all about hot takes. So if the Boston Bruins do not win the cup, after a 135-point record-setting season, will it be considered a choke?
2: In some ways, it depends on what, what round they're eliminated in, but also what did they encounter along the way. I mean, if this is a team that, let's say, gets to the Eastern Conference Finals and Linus allmart Charlie McAvoy, David Pasterak, and Patrice Bergeron gets injured, <laughs> that's not necessarily a choke. That's just a run of bad luck. So look, it's hard to say. Now, is this a cup or bust team? Absolutely. It's being presented that way. And there are going to be some people who say whether they get knocked out in the first round or game seven of the cup final, if they don't win it, you could consider it a choke. But it seems like in order to be really fair about this, you have to look at the circumstances. Like if this is a team that goes fully healthy, gets to the cup final, loses overtime in game seven, no it's it, if you're them you're disappointed you didn't win but to say it's a choke no because again like we know how competitive this league has been and, and but whereas if this is a team that gets knocked out in the first round it's a very interesting discussion to say the least yeah but again so saying, it all depends on the circumstances
4: you're saying nuance matters
1: <laughs> absolutely i didn't know absolutely that. okay what a concept see nuance. another
3: writer thing nuance i gotta I get my thesaurus and my dictionary for you two well
1: you can't find nuance on social media just
3: oh, can i use it in a sentence you can. That's there
1: you it. go you i'm staying it. away from that one everyone on social is right about everything all the
2: time no one is wrong everyone is perfect you are yeah, a, mm, you are a mm, coward
0: mm. you
3: are
2: a <laughs> coward <laughs> hey hey look sorry we all can't be like you where it's like hi everyone this is Craig Morgan. Okay. You might know me from other podcasts such as
1: Fido, more like friendo. So, yeah, sorry, Craig. <laughs> I like this. All right. Oh, man. Um, okay, if there's going to be an upset in the first round, what will be the upset in the first round? In the East. In the East, yeah.
2: Yep. Mm. Not saying this will be an upset, but the Florida Panthers are a fascinating team because of how lo- how hot they have been. But it, is it enough to get past, again, the Goliath, that is the Bruins? It's hard to say. You would, Conventional wisdom leans towards no, but don't be surprised if Florida makes that a, a, a series. But in terms of upsets, Seattle beating Colorado, I mean, I know it's West would be one, but in the East... Again, if Boston were to lose, that would be the one because Toronto, Tampa, you're talking about two teams that, like, it didn't matter where they were seeded, but yeah. there's cup expectations. You could argue the Isles maybe would be, but Greg Washinsky made this point the other day, and it's really true. The Isles are a team that is built for the postseason yeah. with such a constricting style of goalie. So, like, in some ways, for some, that might be an upset, but when you look at how the Isles are built, not necessarily. And with the devil's Rangers, like that's, that's not an upset,
4: like (laughs)
2: like, like, that's literally a toss up. Like there's, there's no like, Oh, one team is here and the other team is here. No, like they're both like there, it's about as hard as it gets. So that would probably be the answer.
4: So you've kind of answered this question for one of them. Do the wild cards have a chance in the East? Like when you, when you look at how top, I, I didn't want to say top heavy, but the East is so good. Do the wild cards have a chance in both of these series?
2: Realistically, yes, just because I mean, let's start with the New York Islanders like we've talked about this a lot where the strength of the Islanders is their team that's so used to playing in these tight games. They have a defensive unit and again, a five player philosophy that is paid off time and again, even with a new coach under Lane Lambert. I mean, you look at some of the defensive metrics for some of their players and and how heavy a workload they have. But then you're talking about a goalie that has consistently been amongst the three to five best in the league and and Ilya Sorokin. And so it's completely within the realm of possibility to see a team like the Isles be able to do well. Whereas if, when you look at the Florida Panthers, again, like this is sort of the difficult part because on one hand, it feels like there are more questions with the Panthers than there are with the Bruins, because like, even though, yes, Jim Montgomery is in charge of, of the Bruins, we know what they were under Bruce Cassidy. We know what they are now. Like maybe we didn't see this happening from start to finish in terms of game one to 82, but you had an idea of like what this team is and what they can be, which is the Bruins are interchangeable. They can play physical, they can play speed, they can play technical, like they can do everything. With the Panthers until last season, that was a team that never got out the first round. And then it did, and then it played Tampa and we saw how that ended. And yet we don't know what the personality and the profile of this team is in the sense of what will look like in the postseason but then again we were all asking questions about where the panther was good enough before the deadline because they couldn't do anything and look how they answered that like matthew kachuk was electric he was. Alex, Ly- alex lyon, lyon. Yeah. was one of their most important players and so at this point it seems like To say that the wildcard teams have a chance, yes. Anyone thinking this is going to be a sweep, I mean, it's not to say that that can't happen, but both these two wildcard teams look good enough to where they could force the issue and take this beyond four games. So they have a chance, but to say upset, it's so hard to rule out because the teams they're playing are teams that, again, people think could win the whole thing.
3: And that's when I look at this, how important the regular season is in the 82 games. And again, I'm just speaking hypothetically. You look at Florida... One point behind the Islanders. If Florida can get over the Islanders in the regular season, they're playing Carolina. And I like that matchup. Florida Mm -hmm. versus Carolina. Sylvesternikov's hurt. I like Florida's pace, their speed. Better than against Boston. I think Boston's just too dominating. And for the same reason Ryan said, the Islanders might be a better match against the Boston Bruins because of their way they can smother and defend you and and their goaltending can Mm -hmm. come up with big games. I think we'd have a better series if it would have been Mm Florida-Carolina. But I digress. So... I'm going. I, I, I I'm going. What's that? You're tipping your hand on your picks, aren't you? No, I'm just throwing some stuff out there. <laughs> That's what I so I, 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 Ryan, I want to put you on a spot on a couple of these series, and, and I want to go to the one that I think is the closest on paper is Jersey and the Rangers, mm-hmm. and I want to know your thoughts on that series. Is it going to come down to the goaltending? Is it going to be who can outscore who? Is it going to be the the young skill versus the veteran leadership? Who gets out of that one? And who survives the Battle of New York, New Jersey?
2: To answer that first question, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. All the things (laughs) you just said are going to matter because, look, goaltending is something that when you think about the Rangers, it's one of the core tenets of what's made them successful. With the Devils, there have been questions, but when you look at their defensive metrics, I mean, it's one of the top five defenses in the league. When you look at their structure, when it comes to, high danger goals per 60 scoring chances allowed per 60 shots allowed per 60 high danger chances allowed per 60. Uh, I mean, you, you name it, like this is a team that does absolutely everything. And then they've just added Luke Hughes, which how does that change the complexion of that team in the event that he plays, especially from a puck moving standpoint. And so in terms of like what it's going to take, I mean, it's seriously going to take one which team's defensive structure is going to be consistent because it's not a question of who can score goals. It's a question of how can you stop them? And with the Rangers, it's a structure that works, but it's a goalie that again is one of the three to five best in the league in Igor Shesterkin. Whereas if you look at the devils, it's more about how does it work as a five player unit in support of what's going on in net. And it, in terms of just who has the edge, there is no edge. And in terms of how this ends, It's honestly going to be someone in seven. And in terms of who you pick, you could say the Rangers, you could say the Devils, and there's honestly not a wrong answer because, Mm -hmm. again, they're both so damn talented. Like, okay, let's look at the Rangers. Yes, we talk about the Fords, but Adam Fox, if it's not for Eric Carlson scoring 100 points, Adam Fox, for a lot of people, would be the Norris winner. And for a lot of people, he is the Norris winner. Like, that's been the interesting thing with voting from talking to other reporters is like, people have said, man, Eric Carlson had a really good year, but have you watched the Adam Fox highlights? And it's like, yes, he's really, really, really good. But then on the flip side of that, Dougie Hamilton Mm. had the best season of his career. Like he has moved the puck in a way to where it makes them even more dangerous. And so again, for all these reasons that you could say, this team has this, this other team has that. Okay, you look at the Rangers wingers, like it's about as good as it gets. You look at what the Devils have on the wing, like, yo, Andre Palat's won cups. Like, Jesper Broad, like that dude is one of the more underrated players in the league with how he can finish around the net and, and can create for others. So again, it's just, there's no real advantage one has over the other.
4: That's my favorite series of the first round without a doubt. All right, buddy. Listen, we pulled you away from family on a Sunday. I are really fine. Appreciate, I really, really appreciate you doing this. I miss you. Hopefully I'll see you down the road, Likewise. but we'll always have Vancouver if nothing else. But thank you, Ryan, for joining us today. Really, really appreciate it.
2: Before we get off. So let's share with the folks what the Vancouver story is. So oh. when we were, so when we were teammates at the athletic, we all stayed at this hotel in Burnaby, which is a suburb. And so every night, craig joe smith and i had eaten at the same restaurant in the hotel which was a steakhouse but that last night joe and his wife had already left so craig and i were like hey let's go get dinner somewhere so there was a chinese restaurant right next door and we're like okay this looks great because like chinese food in vancouver like it is phenomenal and so like we walk in and of course we're the only non- chinese people (laughs) in this place and they're like how about we put you in the middle of the restaurant? It's like, how about you just put us in the corner? Like, no, 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 we'll put you in the middle. So here we are. And then Chuckles, the clown over here, is like, Excuse me, hi, yes, can I get a fork, please? Like, what are you doing? Was using chopsticks. You're like, hi, yes, can I get a fork? It's just, it did not stand out even more. Like, even if you're terrible with the chopsticks, like, try first. Like, if you had waited 15 minutes and said, excuse me, can I get a fork? It's like, yo, at least A for we effort. Tried. Like C minus for execution, A for effort. <laughs> but Homer gave up from the jump. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, really? like, what are we doing? And you're just like, oh God. Oh, I didn't see the Harman asking for a fork. And it's like, of course you didn't see the Harman asking for a damn fork. Like Jesus, this is why I can't take you anywhere. So ever since then, any place you know, <laughs> oh, Bougie craig no no it has to have a play place and a toy because craig that's the way craig can survive because there are children that can handle chopsticks our cats can handle chopsticks craig cannot
1: handle chopsticks as someone so that's who has the story had sushi with craig yeah. i can confirm oh, that he yep. does not use chopsticks i even going to get into Vancouver and
2: then you, you're the one who brought it up. Like I see kale breed. He's like too bougie for chopsticks. Like yes, Craig was too bougie. Like he walked in with his pinky, and he's like, excuse me, excuse me. I put a fork, thank you. And it's just like, man, damn. Can we just get Ooh, out weird.
1: of here? I love it. Wow. That was a great way I'm to terrified
4: end. that that's going to become a clip that's yeah, going to be shown yeah, over that'll and be, over again, yeah, yeah. that we'll use that again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll just save that for later. Well, right, Ryan, buddy. thank you so much. Thanks, appreciate Ryan. I'll
4: pay you back to... for that one. Thank you. Really appreciate oh, no, you the insight. Thanks, no. man.
1: Bye, Ryan. GM, you oh, man. oh, man. That was awesome. Uh, but are you
3: surprised about Bougie Craig no. at all?
1: I, well, I knew that Or are he else, or see
3: one of those ones that gets, can I get a rubber band? You ever seen those rubber band Oh, chopsticks? the ones with, with like the kids? training wheels? <laughs> yep, the yeah, the training wheels. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. my gosh. Well, thank you again to Ryan Clark of ESPN for joining us to preview the East. Uh, lots of compelling stuff and you didn't ask him
4: for his picks i thought you were gonna ask him for his picks, no, well, we'll we'll give our picks. Gotta, i
3: don't want to give ours away
1: yeah we'll give our picks in a second right. i think ryan did a great job um in promoting <laughs> craig Set the table and craig oh. as an individual as well um so if you want to support craig and his <laughs> bouginess, um become a diehard at gophnext.com so you can read Craig's weekly diehard stories. Uh, you can also join our Discord, where we are actually doing a bracket challenge. I didn't even tell you guys this, but we are. Um, we're gonna do a diehard it's only. It's to come up,
3: like now. I,
1: it's it. There's 15 brackets filled out already.
3: Oh, okay. Well, I didn't um, it's go It's a diehard only bracket today. challenge.
1: So if you're interested, the link is pinned in the just dis- uh, in our chat on Discord, and then the password is there as well. I will not say it here because you must be a diehard uh, but just one of the many perks including 20% off merch 20% off events and just keep your eye on the phnextlocker.com because there's always new stuff dropping including maybe something later but that's all i'll say about that is there that. a hint about that no, i don't know um so become <clears throat> a diehard today i gotta read the emails go slash diehard sean was out at illegal pizza yesterday for their live show there uh, how many margaritas did you drink, Sean? Uh, two and a
0: half to three, maybe. Okay.
1: See, I'm feeling feel day $3. drinking right now.
0: Margaritas, you <laughs> Sean. You're very <laughs> subdued today. it. I think day drinking this. is money. I, I'm ready today.
1: Well,
3: Let's go to Legal and Pizza. And on
1: Pizza, there were $3 margaritas yesterday.
3: Can not grab that? So and queso.
1: Oh, the queso. Don't even get me started. Um, Don't we get obviously me started. <laughs> We love Illegal Peets and they have delicious ingredients and customizable options. It's the perfect way to treat people to a culinary adventure they'll never forget. And if you want to book a catering order, head to illegalpeats.com. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies and beer. All right, before mm-hmm. we give <laughs> Before we give our picks, okay. um, Craig sent in a lot of really good stats yeah. yesterday. So I want to make sure we we go over these um, before we make our picks. Maybe this will help us. Cool. Yeah, I thought they were be ignored, we have actually. stats. We have numbers. So let's start with the wild card stats. Um, we got two wild card teams have won two or more rounds in a single postseason. The Predators advanced all the way to the Cup final in 2017. The Hurricanes made it to the conference final. In 2019 so think about that. When That's only cons- happened
3: twice that they won two rounds. Yes, so okay. when you're
1: considering picking Panthers or Islanders consider that okay Um. Okay. next we'll look at the home ice advantage Advantage, I guess
4: yeah, I found this interesting. This actually. one was
1: really interesting uh-huh. So when you break it down by rounds and this is since 2012, so basically the last 10 years by round the percent of, game, of series won by the lower seed and it was interesting going round by round because in the first round 41 percent were won by the lower seed that's almost half um a little less than half in round 2 47.5 were won by the lower seed the conference final 65 percent
4: won by the, the, the won by team. the lower seed the lower seed
1: and lastly the Stanley Cup final it's Wait, 30%. It, it's the higher
4: seed sorry 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 we're, we're reading that wrong So you are backwards no.
1: Series win percent won by the lower seed.
4: um, But in the conference final, 20. Oh, it is. The yes. God, I thought it was. Oh, no. Sorry, my bad. See, no glasses. Yeah. Oh my just, God. Oh, oh, shut up.
1: But anyway, I just think but that's, that's interesting. That's a crazy Not percentage, isn't it? In the, in the conference, conference final. final. That is crazy. crazy. So when it's you're neat. making your bracket in our bracket challenge, keep that Be in aware. mind. And for today, when we're making our picks, keep in mind that lower seeds have won 41% of the Almost first round. Half. So, to me, don't choose all of the Yeah, favorites. but I
3: like all the favorites. Well, you yeah. can do
1: it. Um, okay, a couple others. These are fun. We'll look at the President's Trophy curse, which we didn't. We kind wow. of implied when we talked about the Bruins. Um, and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it because for mm-hmm. this historic season that the Bruins have had, I mean, player, teams that have gone on historic runs in the regular season have choked <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And you look at the last... 10 years again. The Panthers lost in the second round. The Abs lost in the second round. This is going backwards chronologically. The Bruins lost the second round. The Lightning lost in the first. And you go all the way back. The last team to win the President's Trophy and to win the Stanley Cup were the Chicago Blackhawks in 2012 Exactly 13. 10 years ago. Who won the
4: President's Trophy last year?
1: The Florida Panthers. Okay.
4: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay.
1: So this and they're is on
4: the second round to Tampa. So all the way back to the Blackhawks. Now, and yet... <sighs> I have a hard time with calling it a curse because if you look at who wins the cup, and I know you're going to this next, it's still a major advantage to be a higher seed in terms of winning cups in the NHL. A
1: higher seed, but not an advantage to be the president's trophy yeah,
4: but Yeah, so you're the one seed in either conference. You've won since 2000, and the reason I went back to 2000 to check on this with NHL stats is because that's when the league expanded to 30 teams. I know we have 32 now, but... Vegas and Seattle haven't been around long enough to really matter that much statistically. One seeds have won the Cup six times. We have this grab. Yeah, we have have
1: the winners by their final seeding in the regular season.
4: Two seeds have won it seven times. And then you go three for the three and four seeds. They've each won it three times, although there were no conferences in 2021 due to COVID, as Petey well knows. Um, But then you get beyond that, you get to five, six, seven, eight. One five seed has won the Cup. One six seed has won the cup. Zero seven seeds have won the cup, and one eight seed. We all know who that is, don't we, Coyotes fans? It was the LA Kings in 2012 that won the the cup. So I know. I I just saw it. I knew it was coming. Like really, since 2012, only three teams below the four seed have won the cup in the NHL. We talk about parity in the NHL playoffs, and there is some, but still winning the cup it's much harder as a lower seed. It just doesn't happen that often. It still happens more than the NBA where you like literally never win the title unless you're a three seed or higher, but it's still much a a much bigger advantage to be like a one or two seed in the NHL playoffs.
1: All right. Well, keeping all that in mind, we're going to give our predictions and as we go series by series, feel free to drop your predictions in the chat. Um, And we'll start with the Islanders and the hurricanes. And we're not going to do the number of games. You can say it if you want, but for the sake yeah. of this, we won't. But we we may. Um, who wants to go first? And we're including Sean. Where so. are we starting?
4: Which series? Islanders, Islanders Hurricanes.
1: Hurricanes. Islanders Hurricanes.
4: Islanders Hurricanes. Uh, I'll happily start on this one because okay. I'm picking an upset. Islanders? I'm picking the New York Islanders to win this. Svech is out. All the reasons that Ryan just talked about. I think this team is built for the playoffs. Sorokin has been unbelievable. He's going to be a Vezina Trophy finalist. So I'm going to take the Islanders, which, of course, means they'll lose the series in like four games. Well, but. I
1: was also going to pick the Islanders. Okay, there um, we go. Yeah, and the reason, what, well, like, every time we bring up the series, I go, ugh, because it's just like, ugh, ugly, bleh. I don't know. <laughs> I think if Sorokin is good, it sounds like Barzell is trending toward being back as well. Yep. Um, and you mentioned Svechnikov being out. And I'm sorry to it's Shane, to former Coyote Shane Goss to spare. Um, the Hurricanes' power play has struggled. And if you're going to play... A really tight defensive team like the Islanders you need to be find your offense somewhere and a power play is a perfect place to do that and they just haven't had it they've really struggled in the last kind of month of the season even though they ended up clinching the division um but yeah if I'm gonna pick a quote-unquote upset in any series it's gonna be this one for me so I'm picking the Islanders PD
3: I I like the Islanders for a lot of reasons. I think they're an inconsistent team through 82. I don't like the way they play over stretches of time. Carolina, to me, is one of the best disciplined system teams in the National Hockey League, even without Svechnikov. They're going to smother the New York Islanders, and Carolina wins a series probably
0: in five, maybe six.
1: All right. DP. Sean,
0: um, I'm going with y'all with the Islanders. Ooh, I just wow. okay. I've taken the better goaltender. The That's my all it comes down to for me.
1: Wow, I mean
3: Jacob Slave and Brent Burns. They Carolina defends extremely well. They like do. I, I we're, we're discounting that. I, I, I mean Srokin's great. They've had great goaltending in the Islanders but, but yep. for sure. I like players like Nelson. I like players. I uh, they got the you know the Brock Nelson, Anders Lee. I like all of those things. Carolina isn't just a one-trick pony. They smother you in all three rounds. It's a it's a good hockey team. I, I, that's why I wanted to see Florida. If it was Florida-Carolina, I'd take Florida. Yeah, but it's not.
1: Fair enough. Um, Albert said Hurricanes, but tough 6-7. or seven. East Coast Cardi said Canes in 6. Um, so, yeah, I think.
3: And uh, that's why we, and I'm usually and yeah, wrong. When I, so.
1: and since we're not picking the number they, of these games, are all great but I'm not series. calling a sweep. Yeah, they're great are. series,
3: and there's really yeah. good hockey teams, and they have all their Sorry. own storylines. And you will know two games in, you'll go, Like LA, LA that year gets an eighth and you go, oh, they barely made it into the playoffs. By game three, round one, you're going, oh my God, look at this team. They're strong. They're faster than everybody. They were the best team by a mile in that playoffs. And they rolled it all the way through. So we don't know who that team is going to be right now. Maybe somebody catches fire and maybe some goaltender catches fire.
1: Yep. Very true. All right. Next series, Boston, Florida.
4: Somebody else
3: start.
1: PD. Well, you know a lot about. I I,
3: I do. T- Taylor Hall is playing on the third line in Boston. <laughs> the third line. This is the deepest team in the NHL. They can score from the back end. They can defend well. They're good sticks. They tighten up in the house. Um, I like this team a lot. If Allmark can play game one and he's half decent, I'm worried about Jeremy Swayman. Worried, and I know they said, "Oh, we're one two one two bull. No, Swayman is not Allmark right now. If Allmark can be ready and start game one, if Swayman starts game one and they lose, this could be a problem. Because there's pressure at that pressure. Because then all of a sudden it's going, "Uh uh-oh, we're missing Allmark. You start thinking. If Allmark plays game one and they play half decent, Boston should roll this Florida team who's been hot at the end of the year. They can score at will. High, high, high powered. They got a Montour. The points Montour's put up phenomenal. Kachuk can be a pest in front of the net, but Boston can play that way. I, I just think Boston is going to be too good and be too much in this series. I think it's going to go six, but I
0: like the Boston Bruins.
1: Sean on the spot.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm with you on the Bruins. I just they're they're really good. They're one of the best teams of all time. I yes. I think if you're picking them to lose in the first round, you're doing it for reasons other than them being better. Or them being or the – you're doing it for reasons other than the Panthers being better than the Bruins. Like it's just you just, you're just doing stuff. it to like – no, you're
1: just doing you it to pick Because you think that up, well,
0: there's someone – like the one seed has got to look. I feel look, like yeah. doing,
1: you would do it – because even I was considering it. Like do I do it just to pick an upset? Yeah. And if I'm right, then it's like the best wow, of genius, rights yeah. of all time. But I can't.
4: Yeah,
0: no, but
1: I think, think about the
3: upsets good. too. One of the things to create an upset is if you're going to lose like this, the one thing Boston could have if they were younger. And if there was a first time through and they blew everybody away with right. all this young talent, this is like they've yeah. got some of the best leaders in hockey everything. on this yeah. team. They've got Patrice Bergeron's a Hall of Fame player that has been there. If they lose game one, eight to one, he is going to that room and say, hey, here's where we're at. It's one game. Yeah. I, that's the the X factor for me, because I did think Florida <laughs> does have enough scoring power mm-hmm. to make florida, this interesting
1: i think florida will win some games i in do the too series. they're
3: strong enough to win but i think patrice is
4: gonna shut that door kick the coaches out and go okay here's where we're at and that's why i have to go with Boston. i have to my thoughts on this series are for, first off i'm glad you brought brought up matthew kachuk because i think he played at an mvp level down the stretch he was unbelievable and, and i'm not saying he's dragged that team by himself into the playoffs after people thought they were going to be out but he did a lot of work. He got six he wins did. in the last eight that we got points and seven of the last eight to get in. They've been unreal. The stretch and he was incredible He just might be on my heart ballot in top three because of the way he played down the stretch. And the season that he had after last season when he topped 100 points, and I thought, wow, Matthew Kachuk just had a career year. Nope. He just topped it this year, and he looks like— I'm going to say this. Sorry, Keith, if you're listening. He looks like the best Kachuk ever right now, the way he is playing. He has been phenomenal. Wow. That said— Like you guys all said, this is one of the most complete teams that I've ever seen in the postseason in the Boston Bruins. And it's not just the depth. And Taylor Hall, you mentioned, you want a dark horse guy to pick um, to really light it up in the playoffs? Think about the matchups Taylor Hall's going to get playing on the third line. Beyond that, the leadership of this team. I've had a man crush on Patrice Bergeron (laughs) for more than a decade. I think he's one of the more underappreciated stars of this league because he does it in an unconventional way, being The best defensive forward for more than a decade. I want to see Patrice Bergeron get one more cup for validation. He got one, but it was in 2011, which tells you the longevity of this guy as well. He's playing at an elite level for more than a decade. The Bruins are going to win this series.
1: Yep. I also have Boston. I just can't pick against them. I don't think it'll be... A sweep I think the Panthers will steal one or two um, I also can't bet against the own my own future that I have on the Bruins <laughs> on BetMGM, MGM I literally have that um and if you look at MGM the actually the the best odds for this series is the Bruins to win four to one so just interesting and I
3: like when I know are we going into bets no okay because I want to say one of the things the Boston you did you talk about whatever. trade deadline stuff and, and one of the things the Boston Bruins did is they didn't go out and get Ryan O'Reilly they didn't get the big-name players, they picked up Tyler Bertuzzi, mm-hmm. Garnet Hathaway, and um, Dmitri Arloff because they fit what they needed yes. to win in the playoffs. Tyler Bertuzzi, look out. He, he's going to make a name for himself in this series, and you want to play tough? Well, guess what? Garnet Hathaway can play tough. Yeah. So they got the, the things they didn't have, they have now. I, I don't know where the
4: holes are in this team unless, like Ryan said, Injury. there's injuries. Yeah. Yes. If they go... And win the cup after a 135 point season, we are talking about arguably the best season in NHL history, yes. which yeah. is a crazy, crazy yep. thing to say.
1: Wild. All right, moving on, Rangers Devils, and I thought it was really interesting where, when Ryan said you could pick either of these teams to win in seven, and you would be like equally right or wrong. Uh, it's a tight one. <sighs> what do you guys got? Who wants to Who wants to start us off?
4: I think you should start this time.
1: All right. Go um, I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose the Rangers. Okay. Um, I think they have more playoff experience. They made it to the Eastern Conference Final last season. I think that when you get in the playoffs, that veteran leadership that we just mentioned with Boston is severely underrated, and I think that's something that the Rangers team has that the Devils don't right now. I think that the Devils are extremely skilled and are set up for immense success in years to come. Uh, I'm not. I think this, if any series is going to go to seven, it's this one for me. This one's going to be thrilling. I can't wait to tune in. Um, But just slight edge goes to New York. And if Igor Shosturkin is Igor Shosturkin, then without a doubt, the Rangers for me.
3: It's going to come down to goaltending. And I don't know if Jersey, that uh, Shosturkin hasn't had the year he had a year ago. Nope. Let's start with that. We know he's got it in him, and the New York Rangers were a team that was not supposed to be very good yet last year. They were still in their rebuild. They're kind of getting better, and they make it to the Eastern Finals, and we're very competitive against Tampa. (sighs) They have more experience. with was and Kreider. I think New Jersey's young talent is phenomenal, and he mentioned Dougie Hamilton, who's had an absolutely lights-out season. Jersey checks a lot of boxes. I just think the Rangers check more. The concern is different than what Boston did at the trade deadline to pick spots that they needed. The Rangers picked guys that were in the paper all the time. Pick names. Pick names. Tarasenko and Kane. Whether they needed them to fit into the lineup or not. And I've said this since the beginning. I don't think Patrick Kane was a great fit for this roster. I just don't. And people can call me an idiot if they want to. I'm not sure they have too many of those guys. That is going to make it difficult. and Kane, they need that gritty element that they just might not have in this series. I still like the Rangers.
1: John?
0: Um, I'm going with the Rangers, too. First off, Um, Lindy Ruff wasn't able to do it in Buffalo. He wasn't able to do it in Dallas. (laughs) I'm not going to believe in him to do it here. Um, And then, yeah, secondly... Yeah, I'm just going to go with the team with the better goaltending. And, and like Petey said earlier, this was a team like unlike the, the the Bruins who have a bunch of, like it's not a bunch of young guys who kind of came out of nowhere. Like that is kind of what the Devils are. And so I'm going to side right. with the the playoff <laughs> yeah. experience, the, the guy that scored Stanley Cup winning overtime goals and all of
4: that. Okay. Well, sorry, Lindy. You guys remember that from earlier this season?
1: Yeah. yeah. The
4: fans. Sorry, Lindy, that everyone else in this room doubts you, but I don't doubt you now. I'm going to take the Devils Love in it, an upset Craig. here. Love
1: um, it. And I'm going
4: to give a shout out to Petey, first of all, who said Patrick Kane's not, not that good anymore. He's not going to fit here. I don't think he has. I don't think he has. Yeah. I don't oh, think he's I been very say, good. He's a good hockey player. He doesn't fit here in New York. And I don't think he's been. I, I think he's been tragically bad defensively. Um, I, I have concerns about the Rangers, the makeup of that roster. I do feel like they just went and got big names rather than figuring what fit. Yeah. I like a lot about these Devils. Shesterkin is the wild card. If he, if he steals a series, that that can happen because he's, he's an all-world, all-universe goaltender. But I like New Jersey, top to bottom. I like them better. I like their defensive metrics, which Love Ryan it. just mentioned. And I, I went and did this story just a couple of years ago looking at, in terms of special teams, I know the, the NHL.com stat that we ran about power play success, penalty-killing success. Penalty killing success is a much better indicator of success in the Mm. playoffs. Mm. The Devils had the fourth best PK unit in the league. I think this team is also built to win. They may not have the experience. That could be their downfall. But I love this team. I shout out Ray Shero every time I mention the Devils for being the architect, basically, of this entire roster, even though he's not the GM anymore. I really like what he's built here. I don't know if they're quite ready, But I'm going to go for it anyway. I'm going to say the Devils are going to upset the Rangers and throw New York into a tizzy. I'll say this too, Craig, about this series. The Devil um, Rangers series, whoever
3: wins this series is going to the Eastern Finals. I agree with that. I think they get by Carolina or or New New York.
1: All right. Um, And on MGM, the best odds for this series is the Devils to win 4
4: I can see that. I think it's going 7 too. I want it to go 7 because this is my favorite series. Even though Tampa's playing Toronto, we're going to talk about that now. This is my favorite series. And it goes all the way back to those years when the Devils were playing the Rage. Remember the Messier guarantee against yeah. the Devils? Remember the Devils having powerhouses earlier? You know, you know, Petey, when you and I were Sean and Leah's age? <laughs> yeah. remember that? Do you still remember that? I do. Okay. Oh. I remember the Montreal canadians Craig.
1: All right. Last series, Toronto-Tampa. I'll start. I'll start.
4: You should start this one.
1: Um, okay. I am not going to bet against the Tampa Bay Lightning until they... Give me a reason to, Um, so I am going. This is an emotional hedge for me. I'm picking Tampa to win the series because if I'm wrong, I will gladly be wrong because I'd like to see Toronto get past the first round. But I can't pick again. I just can't pick against Tampa until they give me a reason to. That's my pick.
4: Who wants next?
0: I mean, I I'm also picking the Lightning. I was talking about this with Leah the other day. Mm. I feel like there there's a part of me that's like. The, the the Toronto doesn't get past the first round thing has become such a mainstream thing that it's a it's bound to be the year that it they they do they get out of the first do. round. Yeah. But like Leah said, I mean, a I'm going to take the better goaltending, like I've been saying, and B it's the Tampa Bay Lightning I've been doing this for years now. I can't I'm not going to bet against them until they give me a reason to.
1: All
3: right. Toronto, Toronto, seven, one and two in their last 10. They're on fire right now. The only thing that could derail this is their goaltending, but I think they can outscore their goaltending this year for the first time. Tampa Bay is, and I I thought this last year going to the playoffs for Tampa, I thought they were tired. And I thought at one point when you taste adversity, when you've been there and done that, that at some point you're, okay, we're tired. And even if it's not conscious that you're, you're not pushing yourself through that mountain, you've been there. And it's hard to get it through. I think Toronto perseveres, and I think they finally get through. And I don't think it goes seven.
4: I agree with you too, and I think goaltending's the the big question mark for that team. Yeah, Vasilevsky. I can't believe you're betting. All,
3: I'm yeah. betting against Vasilevsky because he's still the best in the world. But this team, as I just said, Tampa's uh Toronto's seven one and two. They've lost one game in
4: regulation in their last ten. Tampa's four and six. I don't like Tampa's depth either. I don't think that they're and we questioned this last year, and then they they fooled everybody. Yes. one these, I just don't think they're as deep. They've got high end added stuff, a lot at the deadline. For sure. I think Toronto's ready to take the step, and the guy who will lead them there is Austin Matthews. I agree, and it won't be Maddie Nice. Sorry, Maddie Nice. <laughs> no,
3: he's not playing game one, and I'm not sure he's when. N- I doubt he's going to be a big factor. Uh, a Tampa with, with with Point and Kucherov and Vasilevsky and the Hedman, like this team can win, and it's not like this is a huge upset. I just think finally Toronto, and I don't like what they did at the trade deadline either. I don't think they addressed their needs at goaltending all all, all year.
4: I just think they can outscore any problem they run into. Sorry. So Toronto fans, your your pain finally ends, at least in the first round.
1: All right. I love it. Um, the one thing I'll say is the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs made it out of the first round was the year. The last season was the last time I lived in Toronto. Wow. And I'm going to Toronto next week. So maybe we'll give you some, talk good about vibes, that. some good vibes out in the universe. Um, well, those are our picks. Yep. Uh, let us know if you agree or disagree.
4: By the way, if you win that series, you get to play Boston, Boston Bruins. Yeah. So,
1: congrats. So it's, it's you know Carefully typically easy for.
4: path for the Toronto Maple Leafs to get to the Cup final. Yeah,
1: because Toronto's yeah. had a lot of playoff success against, against Boston. Boston. <laughs>
0: yeah, two goal, goal lead the in the teams third. Team's
3: Ask Griff about that two one. one. Two goal lead in the third in Game Seven.
1: Ooh, yeah. Ooh, all right. Well, that's our picks. We'll put them out on Twitter after the show, and I will stay true to my picks on the show in my. Playoff bracket. I
3: won't. Um, I'll lie.
1: Okay. Me too. I'm going to fill out yeah. the bracket, though, in our you Discord one tomorrow because okay. we're going to preview the how? West. Yeah. Okay. We're going to preview the West tomorrow with uh, Sportsnet's Jeff Merrick. Um, so it's kind yes. of the same setup as today, but we're really looking forward to that one tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's The East has kind of dominated the headlines all season, but there's a lot of compelling matchups in the West. So we'll talk about that um, tomorrow, but... Listen, the Coyotes, they're they are off now. We're done with that. So we got some weekends free. There's a lot of fun events coming up at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Um, a lot of events, actually. April 30th, there's a VR tournament. You can win up to $1,000. On May 5th, they're doing a Cinco de Mayo $5 Mavericks margaritas.
3: Oh, my God, that's coming up. It is
1: coming. five dollar off taco trios. Three days
3: before the lottery, buddy.
1: May sixth, UFC two eighty eight. May fourteenth, Mother's Day brunch. So just a ton of yeah, events. Yeah, two
3: good two things that go really well together: the UFC and Mother's Day brunch. Well, they're a week apart. <laughs> I'm just going down the list. Seriously, okay. What? <laughs> I thought they were one day after the other. Nope. Never mind. Nope.
1: But you can get um, summer passes at Octane Raceway with kart racing, VR axe throwing, uh, multiple games on axe throwing, and you can buy it now. The best rate. Graduation parties. It's graduation. If you haven't
3: done these cars, you've got to do the cars.
1: Yeah, it's so fun. Do them
3: once, and you'll be addicted. I promise. It's
1: so fun. So check out Octane Raceway Mavericks lots of fun stuff craig there. was using
3: his blinker on the <laughs>
1: excuse me can i pass here <laughs> bougie craig bougie, bougie craig, craig. <laughs> oh, yeah he had his arm signals out
3: in the turns oh man that octane
1: all right and last thing before we wrap up um check out ogs we had a ton of fun at buds of palooza on friday well, sean was there how was buds of palooza
4: that's why Sir sean subdued today it was <laughs> quite
0: fun um there was really good food there. It was just, it was a really cool experience. Plus, we went to see the Mario movie afterwards. That's a good thing. And it was a lot of fun. OG's, I feel like yes, it, yeah, was. it was, was. It was Mario. Yeah, movie it was cool. so uh, After OGs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. enjoyed Unreal. Mario movie. Little Unreal. OGs, a little Mario movie. Oh, yeah. Nice. It was a vibe.
1: Love it. So, check out OGs. Uh, they have great flavors. They have something for everyone sleep edition gummies, whatever you need. They have them. So, you can find them at your local dispensary at OGsbrands.com. Must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. Are right, you guys. Well, we got to wrap up because the Sun's, Suns crew will be live It's in basketball time. Yeah, yeah, it's playoffs.
3: About- There's a team that's going to the playoffs yeah. in, in, in the Arizona Valley. Exciting time. And I don't care if you root for them or not. Root for a team that's in the playoffs. So let's go,
4: Suns. Can't wait. wait yeah, got to happen. These, so I'm excited. going to happen go. this year or next year. So let's, let's go, Suns. This franchise is overdue for an NBA title. Let's go, Suns. Yeah. Let's get on the wagon. I hurt my <laughs> yep. groin
3: jumping on the bandwagon okay. earlier <laughs> today.
4: Too much <laughs> information, but...
1: Uh so stay tuned here on the PHX Sports YouTube channel. In 30 minutes, the Suns pregame show will be going live. So like hit the notification bell so you never miss any time our shows go live. Um you can follow PHX Sports wherever you get social media, and you can follow us on Twitter at S. Peters Hockey, Ali merrill at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore to pause Follow the show at next underscore coyotes. We're continuing to put out uh Coyotes content from breakup day. So Keep your eye on YouTube for that as well. But everybody, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the Suns game. And we'll see everybody tomorrow at 11 a.m. for our Western Conference preview. But until then, have a great rest of your day, everyone.
3: Thanks, Ryan Clark.